This is Little Sparkle. Welcome, everyone. We all are teachers. We know it's hard to educate our kids and make them face real problems. To put together our strength and give them all our knowledge. My fellow friends, let's talk about it. We are here to talk and make it better. Kids and mental health all matter. Little Sparkle, the podcast for educators. Hello and welcome back to Leave a Little Sparkle. I'm your host, Julie Walker, and today I have brought back somebody from way back in season one. Episode two, if you remember, was called Teaching is Hard because that's facts. And my special guest, hello, special guest. Hi. Is Skylar, which was, is, was first year teacher. And I've brought her back for a very, very important conversation, a follow-up, if you will, that's probably going to take some twists and turns. And I think we have some various different directions that we're going to talk. So hold on. Um, if you like a longer podcast, this is probably going to be the one for you this week. And uh, so welcome, guest. Hello. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad you're back. Um, since you've been gone, I have upgraded. Yes. How does this feel for you? It feels very, like, legit. It is legit. I like it. Yeah, well, you know, I I have 200 people who follow me, but I'm going to operate like it's 200,000. Good. It's all about the mindset. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the mindset. It is mindset. Speaking of mindset, you made it. Barely. <laughs> you had to put yourself in the mindset of, I'm going to make it to the end of the year. Yes. And we set did. a goal, we achieved the goal, and we move on. <laughs> so you want to go ahead and give our listeners a little bit of an update for how the school year went, where you're headed, what what's going to happen to Miss Schultz, the teacher? So we last spoke week one after yeah. teaching. Yes. And teaching is hard. <laughs> all caps, all the exclamation points, teaching is hard. Is there a better word? I, I I feel like people who aren't in teaching have no idea what you oh, what emphasis you're putting on that word. Absolutely not. I would have never had the same concept or understanding had I not tried teaching. It's one of those experiences like you have to experience it for yourself mm-hmm. before you will ever truly understand. Yeah. Absolutely. And substituting is not the same as like teaching and mm. not even from the perspective of like the job description, but just like the way the kids act. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it is a hundred ten percent turnaround different. Yeah. Weird. So are you going to be Miss Schultz the teacher next year? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, um, so I'm just gonna go ahead and put this disclaimer out. We're bringing Miss Schultz back today. Two reasons. I absolutely adore her. She's my niece. But also because I think that it's really important that people understand this job is not for everyone. No. And it is okay that it's not for everyone. And we need to not run off the people it is meant for. (laughs) Yes. I fully believe in the same thing that you're saying. Like it's not for everyone. And is it okay if it 
doesn't work out. Right. But it's definitely something like I'm so glad I got to experience it. And I do love those kids. I only knew them for four or five months. They become your kids, right? But they do. And like half of them have now scoured the internet for me. And Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get more into that later. Um, <laughs> but it is just, it's a different ballpark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people look in and they see the ones that aren't struggling. And they're like, oh. You're just babysitting kids all day. No. Like you're just, you know, how hard can it actually be? It is a struggle to be a good, effective teacher that also builds strong relationships with those kids because I was fortunate enough to work with teachers who were effective and built the right relationship with the kids like you. Mm -hmm. And there were other teachers (laughs) that I witnessed that, taught Mm -hmm. sometimes taught effectively but the kids were like please don't let me go back to that class Mm. like can I just stay in here all day and and you saw how much the relationships mattered when you you saw that a hundred percent yeah like it's just different and um they would beg me to stay in my room I'm like you literally can't Right. Like, because then I'm going to get in trouble. As much as I would love to have you in here yeah. all day, you cannot stay in here. Yeah. You have to go to your next class. And yeah. And it's hard too because, like, I'm, I'm, ha- it's almost like sharing custody. Like, I have to share custody oh, of awful. my kids. And, um, there's some of them because there's only, only so much you can do when they're not in your room. Yes. And there's some of them I don't mind sharing custody with. Still love them, but from a distance. <laughs> um, but there's some of them I'm like, I don't want to share custody with these kids. Yeah. Like, I want them forever. Right. Especially when they just really meld with you. Yes. But okay. So I'm going to play a clip for our, not viewers, but listeners. listeners. I'm going to play a clip for our listeners. And you and I have previously listened to this. Yes. So, um, We'll react to it, but this comes from TikTok, um, and specifically, it comes from a news show, um, and Miss Teacher Humor um, is the one who posted it, and so I, I, I'm taking no credit from this. This is just a reaction to it, so listen to the com- or listen to the clip, and then we'll be right back. Illustrate so clearly is the amount of time that teachers spend that the rest of us non-teachers might think is free time, but really isn't from the summer to even a single day. Yeah, first of all, teachers aren't paid during the summer, which is why so many of them have to take on a summer job to make ends meet. However, they're still doing teaching activities during the summer, whether they're doing continuing education so they can retain their certification or doing professional development or uh, prepping lessons for the following year. Uh, Districts tend to change their curricula pretty often, and then that starts everything over again. If a teacher is involuntarily transferred to a new grade or subject, then they have a whole lot to catch up on over the summer. And that's just summer. During the year, teachers are working so much more often than people realize the job is impossible to handle during a school day. Teachers maybe have one 50-minute prep time slash planning time if they're lucky, maybe a 20 to 30-minute lunch. That's not enough time to grade, prep, do all the parent calls that administrators are now putting on teachers' shoulders. It's too much. Um, Middle and high school teachers, people don't realize, can have 180 students easily. Okay. I talked to a teacher in Utah, a high school English teacher, who had 263 students. Can you imagine grading, refining the writing of, and correcting essays for 263 students every single time you give them an assignment? You cannot accomplish that in 50 minutes during the school day. 
the phrase teacher burnout, it's such a popular phrase that Merriam-Webster Dictionary describes uh, for its featured contextual examples for burnout. Both of its two examples are about teachers. However, it's a misleading phrase, and, and here's why. Experts say that teacher burnout is due to unmanageable workload, high stakes testing, pressure at work, not enough resources at work. But instead of actually fixing these issues like any normal workplace you'd think would do, schools instead tell teachers to relax, uh, do a better job of self-care. That's a common buzzword among districts. As if it's the burden is on the teachers to go pay for a massage or something to alleviate the stress called by, caused by a job that's impossible to do. Okay, so a lot to unpack with that clip. Um, I think the first thing that I found really interesting was that she kept talking about uh, the amount of paperwork and things that are put on our shoulders. And um, I have not worked, so you're going to have to give me some experience information, I guess. But I have not worked in anything other than education. So I'm used to the amount of paperwork. And in fact, I felt like this year I had less paperwork than I had in previous years. Um, so what is it like in a regular job? that you don't have all this paperwork. It's definitely different. I, I'm a paper person. So like, I mm. like the paper copy. Yeah. I want to write it down. So I don't mind having paper copy right? because I like the more tangible things, mm -hmm. but having the electronic version is so much, I don't want to say simpler, convenient. Mm. So much more convenient because I can just whip on my phone or pull up on my laptop wow. the documents that I need, but I still want a paper copy. So like the math standards, the big M, mm. um, I printed all of those, mm -hmm. but the district changes them so much yeah. that I could have printed it yesterday and it's going to change tomorrow. And that doesn't help anything. Exactly. Yeah. Except that I've just killed like four more trees. <laughs> right. Um, and then on top of all of the standards that we're having to do, but they don't put them up to like a week before you're supposed yes. to teach them. Yeah. But then if I somehow miraculously got them like a couple of days ahead, I'm like, well, I guess we're going to continue to review this material till I have access to the rest of my material. Yeah. But it goes in the video, like the video said, if you get involuntarily change of grades or mm -hmm. change of schools but also they change the standards whenever they feel like it they and when you say change the standards you mean like change the pattern of what your standard you're teaching because that would be our curriculum map because the the standards don't change in florida it's just that our district has decided when we're going to teach them and they sometimes change their minds I would say sometimes they quite frequently change their minds of when we're teaching them. Yes. I think it's both. Like I think the curriculum map changes of when, and just because it changes of when I can still keep the same lesson plan. Mm -hmm. But if it changes of like the verbiage of certain oh, things. So they're breaking it down for you. Yes. Okay. So see, and in, in reading, we're breaking all those words down ourselves. So we're not getting the luxury of somebody else doing it for us, but we're, we're still not getting it early enough for us to break it down before we have to teach it the Correct. first time. The poor kids that I have first thing in the morning, I teach them the lesson for the first time and they're like, but Miss Schultz, I'm like, I'm sorry, it's early in the morning and <laughs> you guys are my guinea pigs. Um, but I still think they were probably my kids who tested the best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, 
it, it depends on your kids. Yes, you know, which you, also feeds into that factor. We've talked about that one before. Yes. But uh, so then in this video, it also talks about how teachers don't really get a summer. No. And I mean, like, I know you're going to have a summer, even though you're going to be doing a different job because yes. you're not coming back. Correct. But for myself, I'm already planning next year's stuff. What am I going to change? How am I going to change it? I was very happy with my school, my score this year, my grade, if you will. Yeah. But there's always room for improvement. Exactly. And so now in my head, I'm like, how can I improve upon my score next year? So I'm already planning out lessons. I'm already planning out content. I'm already doing all those things. But I think that feeds into being an effective teacher. So you are, you were called to do this. I have seen you do this for years. You were a hundred percent called to be a teacher because you pour your whole heart and soul into this and those kids Yeah, every single year. And so then you do spend your summers fixing, Mm -hmm. like making that improvement that you noticed or Uh that you got the feedback on creating new lesson plans. Um, figure out like what am I going to do next year because you know that it will make your life easier Mm -hmm. for next year but also she mentioned teachers don't get paid in the summer no so you have now to be clear I get a paycheck but that is money I have already earned correct that's hold back from your Mm -hmm. 10 month yes my 10 month contract contract and there is no option to not like I found I, that one out because I knew I wasn't coming back. So I'm like, I don't need a paycheck over this summer. Right. And they're like, well, we can't not hold your paycheck back. You'll just get it in a lump sum on like June 30th or something. And I was like, so a month after school ends, then I get the money that I already earned. <laughs> right. Which I, I think in any other field is a no. Like you're not allowed to hold people's money like that. Correct. Um, And I don't really know. Like when when they give you the algorithm for how they figure out what they're holding back, it doesn't make sense in my head. I I can't figure it out. Um, I honestly at this point like wish that they would just give me my full paycheck and let me invest for the summer or pay things ahead of time. When I interviewed for the job, somebody told me that I had that option. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll just have them pay me regular. And then I knew that I would have a summer job in my current position. Right. Um, So I had called the school board and I was like, hey, how can I change the option on my check to like stop the withholdings and then just get my lump sum check early? Right. And she told me that's not an option. It never has been. I was like, Mm. oh. So the same thing kind of happened whenever I was talking to somebody get somebody about getting my temporary teacher certificate they were like oh i'll help you it's a super super easy you can have it in your hands by the end of the day mm-hmm. and i said cool and then nobody knew where anything was yeah and so then by the time somebody was like oh well i can help you i know where that is like i knew ended up knowing somebody who works in this uh, for the school board in the mm-hmm. certificate office. certification office yeah. they were like oh just let me know. And I was like, I'm not going to pay for the teacher temporary teacher certificate now when I know I'm not coming back. Right. But then that left me like I didn't get paid for spring break. I was on provisional yeah. sub pay from February to the end of the year. Yeah. And I wasn't getting paid for spring break. I didn't get paid. Never ended up earning any of my like paid time off. Right. 
So I already had trips planned and stuff planned for them. And they were like, oh, you'll have your pay time off by then. I never got that. So then I lost out on a ton that I wasn't aware would even be impacting me. Right. So lack of information there or (laughs) lack of correct information. Right. And that's frustrating. I mean, this is this is the type of thing that teachers get frustrated about because it's like I remember calling one time and asking how do you figure out the holdback because from what I was looking at on my paycheck it looked like I was not going to hit the amount they said I was going to get I was going to get paid for the year and um I remember talking to like three or four different people nobody could explain it to me and then I was like but if you guys are holding back this much from my paycheck if you put all that together for the year, I'm not getting paid what you say I'm getting paid. Yeah. Well, yeah, it shows right here you're getting paid this much, but that's not what my paychecks are showing. Mm-hmm. But I could never get it figured out. And I just think at this point, like, my, my paychecks make ends meet, so I'm good. Like, yeah, you know. But I never can't I, – I did not start teaching for the money. Oh. I, I mean, I knew I was going to make more than I, I was as a para, which was exciting. But that's not why I started teaching. Yeah. Like, I I honestly feel like I've just kind of been like, you were meant to be a teacher here. And Wait, yeah, which is pushed into it. Ugh. So you. And I don't think anybody <laughs> that I know is like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher for the money. Yeah, no. 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 That is the one true, like, what's it? Supersti- not superstition. Um, oh, Something that people say about certain people. Yes. Yeah. I'll think of the word later. <laughs> um, thing about teachers that rings true. Nobody's in it for the money. Yeah. You do it for those kids. You do it because you enjoy impacting other, like, these kids' lives. Yeah. You do it because you want to teach them and watch the next generation. Yeah. Well, and also for me, there's also the underlaying of, like, and I know I've mentioned this in the podcast before, but I felt like my teachers failed me. Yeah. And so there's this just underlying underlying spot for me that's like, I need to make sure I don't fail a kid. Yes. I don't want any kid to ever go, grow up and be like, I was going through X, Y, and Z, and my teachers never noticed. Yes. So. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like there's there's reasons behind why people become teachers. Oh, for And sure. if you don't have a solid reason other than, oh, summer sounds great. Yeah. You're not going to make it yeah, because it's too much. It is. And I think like I never went into it for the money. Mm -hmm. I went into it because I needed something new to for myself. Um, And I think this was the perfect opportunity. Like it's something you need to experience. I'm so glad I did because I do like I babysit kids on the side. Like Mm -hmm. I love kids and Mm -hmm. I love being able to interact with them. And I like the idea of like, I built relationships with these kids. Like I've impacted them in some sort of way. Yeah. And I love that. But I'm like, I can't teach y'all. Yeah. Like this is too much. Well, and there's a, a level of respect that is not, um, it's just not there anymore. The generations have changed so much. And, and drastically from yes. like when you were a kid to these kids, yeah. which is what a 10 year gap. Not, I don't even think it's that much. Yeah, it, it, it's a huge. No, I think it's change. like a yeah, because like ten or eleven year out. Yeah, because I graduated high school six years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> I don't want to tell you how long it's been for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just been a drastic jump, and I don't know if it's 
I don't know if it's parents because it's a different generation of parents. Yeah. Or if it's just, you know, the access that kids have to things nowadays. I think it's all of it because I think this is a great way to feed into like the social media thing that I mentioned. Yeah. Um, so, but also mentioning like young teachers. So Ooh, young teachers, there's an age gap between us, but there's an, that 10 year, 11 year mm. age gap between me and the kids that I taught, but they all have the same social media that I have. Yep. And they, and you didn't have it at their age. I didn't. I didn't have a phone at their age. Right. I did not get a phone until I was like ninth grade, and that's only because we were me and my brother was staying after school for like cheer and football, yeah, or traveling with the team for away games, and we needed to be able to tell my parents like, "Hey, I'm back at this football field. Like, right. can you come pick me up?" Yeah. And see, for me, I was getting married. <laughs> yes. Before I got a cell phone. So, um, but I think like. I think everything feeds into the way. And I think all of the factors feed into it. I think it's the parents. I think it's that this generation of kids were essentially not COVID babies, but those foundational years of what it's being, what's, what it's like being in the school system were the years they were out for COVID. So they never learned the basics of like, what you learn in kindergarten, how you act yeah. in a classroom. How just please and thank you. Yeah. Instead of tattle on everybody. Yeah. Um, I think all of those things feed into it. Um, but I think social media plays a large role in it because half these kids have their phones out all the time with their social media on it. And they're like, they're not posting half the stuff they're doing. So like in TikTok, you obviously have a drafts folder mm. and these kids are – making tiktoks and putting it in their drafts but they're only posting the stuff like if my mom saw this i would be fine yeah but in the drafts are all the things like that was i was not doing that in fifth grade yeah i was not listening to this music in fifth grade well and i think because the kids didn't see your age gap as a big one they were more willing to show you those things that they were doing that wasn't okay yes because they were looking me up on social media and when Mm. they found me they followed me and which is a whole thing in its own like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have and like some of the kids would tell me they're like oh we're we're besties and i'm like no i'm your teacher i can be your friend starting june 1st Mm. um or after school on may 31st yeah like we're there's a level of respect that my teachers always had because they held the title of they were my teacher And these kids just don't get it the same way. No, and it's it's really difficult because you have to be very careful nowadays. Because even like, I'm not going to name names, but there was a student that it was not okay some of the, the age gaps he had with girls that he was talking to. Oh, yeah. It was, it was very like. And he loved to tell everybody. Oh, he was. He was so proud of himself. And it, and it was it was a little sketchy. I mean, honestly, he wasn't one of my students, but. Um, had he been, I probably would have been having a conversation with mom about these are the things he's saying because it it goes beyond the line. And the last thing you want as a teacher is to ever be put in a compromising situation or to be, um, to find out later on down the road that somebody's saying something that never happened. Correct. Well, that student, I think the first week that I was there, second, it was around Valentine's day, blurted out in the middle of my classroom 
that he had eight girlfriends and three Valentines at different schools. And then I think later that week or the next week, he decided to start a conversation when the room was dead silent of who's the hottest teacher in fifth grade. Which is so inappropriate. And I would have never engaged in a conversation like that as a kid. Never. Mm-mm. I'm not even like directly at me. So then he, he can be like, oh, I wasn't talking about you. Right. But, but it's when, still just not an appropriate conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And especially considering like the age gap of the mm-hmm. girls that he's saying he's talking to yeah. compared to me and the, the rest of our fifth grade team. Telling, but exactly. Like I – it was just so far beyond inappropriate. Yes. And I, I don't know. I can't wrap my brain around kids because I, I, can't I just either. don't understand. And as a mom, I'm mortified for my child to hear this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I know he's going to. Yes. Because it's everywhere. Yes. The only thing I can do is teach him like that's not appropriate. Exactly. Because like the converse, that conversation that was overheard, mm-hmm. students were telling me that they were sending my personal social media stuff around in their group chats which what yeah they're like yeah so-and-so sent me your tiktok in the group chat the other day and -and so-and-so said this about you and i'm like none of this is appropriate why are you a talking about your teacher like that and b telling me right but then it goes back to like i could have put my social medias on private and i guess i probably should have but you but also I, use your social medias to I, exactly build your like, business so. yes i use it to build my business i am using it to try and grow a fitness platform to the best yeah. of my ability and so putting Ghost it chaos go check it out <laughs> so then putting my social medias on private then hinders your me ability to grow your business and my ability yeah. to do things so then that's and where it's the i'm same, stuck on a hard line yeah it's the same boat that i'm currently in because Leave a little sparkle. Uh, yes, I created everything to be separate from my personal stuff. But in order to grow it, I had to share it all over my personal stuff. Exactly. You have to af- attach a face to the name if yes. you want people to actually connect with you. Because yep. if it's just a brand, it's just a name. They're like, oh, it's just another person. Right. They're hiding behind a screen. Yada, yada. Yep. It's a computer. Like, they're going to make all the excuses. It's just a bot. But – I'm I'm a person. I'm trying to grow a business so that right. I can reach my goals and I can achieve things yeah. in my life. And I think a lot of what you share is very tasteful because there's a lot of people who are doing fitness stuff that wear a lot less yeah. and are doing like the whole oiled rubbed <laughs> thing. And you you're very tasteful about everything that you share yeah. and you're showing your growth. And I think I mean, determination and, and skill and all that's required should have been something that some of these kids like maybe were motivated by yeah. instead of it turning into, let me show you what Miss Schultz is posting. Yes. Like, well, it's that. And then they start conversations about, like they would talk about my butt for a lack of better terms. Like I've had oh, so geez. many kids tell me like, oh, so-and-so said that you have the new phrase for saying someone has a big butt is a yacht. Which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Where did that word even come from? Somebody said it and then said, this is the thing to say now. Yeah. (laughs) And so like, but the fact that fifth graders are talking about their teacher and like, what, what do I do about that? Because I did have an incident where I did have to report a student for basically asking me out (laughs) in the middle of the hallway at school. So gross. I, 
I'm like, I, I just don't get this generation. Like, I just don't get it. Like, the audacity. Yeah. Of what, he was what? Sixth? Seventh? He was in middle school. I yeah. think probably sixth or seventh grade. But it was also, like, Ew. one of my students' brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, there was a connection, a connection of, like, he knew who you were. Yes. Yeah. And so then he definitely, like, he found my social media and I was like, okay, this student obviously is very direct about his interest. He needs to be blocked. Yes. The rest of them, like, I never felt. The ones who were following me on social media never said anything to me in class. Mm. They were the ones who were, like, telling me that so-and-so said this right. so that I was aware well, of the situation. How are you supposed to know which person that's following you, especially on TikTok where it's user Two, three, eight, nine, ten thousand. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're. If you were to sit there and just block every single person, you'd have nobody following you. Exactly, and you wouldn't be able to grow your your brand. Correct. Yeah. No. It just, at this point, it becomes a conversation with the parent of like, okay, parent, did you know your child said this to me? And it's an it's an uncomfortable conversation to even have to have. It is because then the kid can be like. Oh well, I didn't say that. Miss Schultz is making it up, and then I look like the creep right. or the bad guy, and so then it's a, it's a fine line. Like, do I put myself in that position, or, or do you just ignore it and try? Do I just ignore it? Right. And I don't know. As a parent, my job is to make sure whatever my child's watching, whatever my child's doing, is not crossing that line. Correct. And and this is where I'm like, are the parents different from when I was a kid? I think. I think they are different. That is a fact. But I think it also feeds into these kids are good about lying and hiding oh, yeah. things. Yeah. Or like deflecting. Oh, and my some gosh, of the parents the manipulation. are good at Oh, yeah. The man I, I can't even tell you how many times I, I dead stared at a kid doing something wrong, corrected them immediately after the action that they did wrong. I do and that. And I hear back, I didn't do anything. I wasn't talking. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. And they always followed up with the one kid that you never get onto. That was so-and-so. Right. The person on the other side of the classroom that has been sitting at my desk mm -hmm. all day, they did that? Yeah, that's interesting because my eyes just saw you. Yes. And then they watch you, watch them do it, and they still do it, and then look at you and say, I didn't do that. Yeah. I Well, I think it's their natural reaction at this point because literally one of the last days – I, I had told the class to be quiet because I was trying to gather some things up. I look up. I see a kid talking. He's looking at me as he's talking. And I say, I said to be quiet. I didn't do anything. Literally the immediate reaction. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you did. But because you don't want to be in trouble and because you never want to be in trouble and your reaction is always, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Now it's just second nature and you're now just blatantly lying to my face. But I also feel like some of these kids don't understand the concept of I got on to you. You're not in trouble yet. This is your warning. Yeah. Listen to the warning and then the problem solved. Right. But you want to argue back with me. Yep. You want to think that you're grown adult mm -hmm. at the age of 11. Right. And yeah. then that's when you get in trouble. It's the talking back and oh, the disrespect. Yeah. That's yeah. the issue. Because as long as you just say, yes, ma'am, we move on and, and exactly. it's done. You don't get the card mark. You don't get a referral. There's no parent yep. contact. Like It's done. It's done. I mean, everybody needs a reminder every once in a while. Sometimes yeah. I forget to do something or I do something the wrong way, and I need a reminder. 
But I take the reminder, yes, yes. ma'am, yes, sir, and I'm done with it. Yeah. My we have a my village or like a group of people. You have your core group of people. They keep you in check. When you yeah. do something and they're like, that's out of character, like that's not cool. They keep you in check for a reason. Yeah. Your teacher acts as that person who's there to support you and help you grow. Right. They're keeping you in check. But they're Acknowledge it and move on. at this point. Yeah. I, Especially I, at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all are not friends. No. we Honestly, this year, it, I've never battled so hard for my kids to see just how much and how genuinely I love them. I mean, I would have every day. I'm your favorite, right, Miss Walker? I don't have favorites. Well, you yell at so-and-so all the time. I believe that so-and-so could do better than what they're doing. Yep. But I love them just as much as I love you. Towards the end of the year, I started telling people, they're like, oh, this happened. Da, 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 da. And I said, pick better friends. Yeah. That has become a line that I say to these kids all the time. And yeah. then the other kid hears me say it and I'm like, make better choices and you could be the better friend. Right. But until you do that, these kids need to pick better friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just so true. I, there is no way around it. These kids... Our followers these days. Oh, yeah. If one person does something, the rest of the class wants to do it. Yep. And just because, you know, sweet girl sitting over there doing what she's supposed to, so I give her responsibility, doesn't mean I like her any more than I like you. I like the way she acts. Yes. I, I like, like the, the way, way that she behaving. interacts with other teachers and myself and other students. It just doesn't make she's my favorite. I can trust her. Yes. I can trust that if I send her to the clinic, she's going to go to the clinic and not to the office. Yes. Or she's going to, you know, if I send her to the library, she's going to go to the library and not the eighth grade wing. Exactly. And like if I send her to the bathroom, she's going to go to the bathroom yep. and come back and she's not going to go to the bathroom and the office and talk to the four friends in the hallway. And hang out with the nurse for half an hour. Yeah. And next thing you know, I'm like, where is so-and-so? Yeah. I just swore they were at school today. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, I think. The pick better friends line is probably my new favorite thing to say because I think I reflect back on like when I was in school, like I had one person that I was tied to and then ended up being compared to. And I think I could have been a totally different person if mm. that wasn't the case. Yeah. Like, well, just... I think hindsight's always going to be 2020. Oh, for You're always sure. Gonna look back and be like, man, I could have done that better if I'd have been friends with so-and-so or if I'd have whatever. If I had the friends I have now when I was younger, Oh, my life. Oh, my goodness. If I had realized I didn't need to be everybody's friend yes. when I was younger. I'm my still life working on that. Completely. <laughs> oh, well, I I tell you, I, I and this is something I told um, one of our admin. I won't say her name, but I thanked her because I'm like, thank you for helping me get my backbone back. Because, like, I feel like I've always bent over for everybody else. But watching how you have led you showed me that I can have a backbone and I can stand up for myself and I can have boundaries. Yeah. As long as I'm doing it out of love, it's okay. Yeah. And like, I, I thanked her profusely because prior to the school year, I was forgetting that again. Yeah. I was forgetting that it's okay to have boundaries. Yeah. And I think that's what teaching has also helped to teach me is that I had to set boundaries between staying within my contract hours mm -hmm. so that I didn't get overly burnt out and did not make it to the end of the year, but we made it. It's okay. We made it. <laughs> um, but also to know like, yeah, I have these other jobs, these little side things that I do, but I have to realize like I need time for myself. Mm -hmm. The gym, I 
send memes back and forth to one of my cousins who's recently started working out and she's like when the gym is your mental health and if you miss it it <laughs> impacts you and it is the truest thing that I've ever heard since becoming like honing in yeah. to my gymnast and like going is like if I miss or like I'm working so much that I can't go to the gym mm -hmm. or I go and like get I have to be super quick or super rushed like mm. it is is bad mm. it impacts my mental health so much because I enjoy the gym I enjoy the time to decompress listen to my music throw around what I consider heavyweights but other people <laughs> can like throw with their pinkies but that's beside the point <laughs> Well, and I think, I mean, that that to you is your therapy. For me, I go to actual therapy yeah. because I hate throwing around weights of any kind. <laughs> um, I I don't I don't find comfort. I don't I don't really get the whole serotonin boost yeah. that everyone does. Some people don't. Like I've had people go to the gym with me because they think they want to, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, this is not for me." And I'm like, yeah. "But I glad I'm glad you tried it." Yeah. Well, and I think maybe I just haven't found the right thing because I do, I do enjoy boxing, but I like to hit things. Yeah. Um, and I, there's only so many things you're allowed to hit in life where yeah. it's not a, a bad thing. Well, my gym has boxing bags, so. I have a boxing bag, but I have a husband who has yet to put it up. Until he does that, you are more than welcome <laughs> to come with me. Thank you. You can go, you can go punch the boxing bag and then I'll go throw my weights and we can just go to I coffee after. It. I will, and that, and um, I take tug of war every year very seriously. Yes, I witnessed that this year. <laughs> I may have the bruise to prove that I tried. Yeah, well, apparently there's a video out there of Beast <sighs> Mode, Miss Walker. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I landed on the ground several times oh, yeah. while doing, but I will stick my feet in and I will lay down because oh, yeah. we are going to win, okay? So I also just told... Um, this see, see, this is where we get complicated. Your uncle, my husband, yes. and for you listeners, his name's Cody. I just told Cody that I want to get one of those big tires, fill it up with concrete, wrap the um rope around it, because I just want to like tug of war in the backyard. Listen, the gym has something for that too. <laughs> I know how to help. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're bringing up the gym because I think we need to go ahead and just like tell the people that we're collaborating. Yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Party. <laughs> so if you don't know, Skylar actually is starting her own podcast. We're not sure when that's happening, but it's happening. We're working on it. It's a work in progress. And her um, business is called Ghost Chaos. And it's super cute. It's got a really cute little ghost it's it's adorable i will have it linked in my description for you um and she's also working on her fitness and she's gonna be should, what do you call it should it be called like bodybuilding or is it it's a bodybuilding competition so like some people know it more so as like bikini comps because it's basically oh. like very muscular fit girls in very very expensive bikinis really yeah because they're, like, all bedazzled, and they're, oh. like, good quality, but there's, like, very little fabric very on them. So I'm a little scared about that one, but that's fine. But, yeah, we're going to start training for that. I actually meet with my trainer tomorrow. That's exciting. It's terrifying, but we'll be fine. <laughs> so I always, whenever I get a picture of um, Skylar and I, and I'll, I'll put, post this out there for everybody to see, I always think of Frog and Toad from <laughs> way back 
the books way back in the day because I would be toad, short and stout, and she would be frog, tall and lean. And so I always think of that when I when I see us. But I've been working on this theory, and I, I told Skylar this summer I'm really going to try and work on this, that in order to be the best possible teacher I can be, I need to work on my physical fitness as well as my mental fitness. Yes. And so we're just kind of bouncing ideas around and we're like, hey, why don't we put that all together and offer that to our listeners and viewers? Yes. So come July, you're going to see some big things coming from us, um, a collaboration of sorts. And uh, just be on the lookout for that. You know, if you're if you're looking for a way to stay rejuvenated throughout the school year and not go down that burnout, which we know is not, it is not your fault. But if you're looking for a way to not get to that burnout, that is our goal is to be able to give you something that's easy, simple, fun, and a a way to help you be the best you. Because we were talking about this um, in our personal lives earlier, but you know, you can't give of yourself if you have nothing to give. Yes. And you have to take care of yourself first. Yes. And like, Loving, I was only there for four or five months and loving on these kids, like they need it so much, but it's exhausting. Oh yeah. Like some of these kids just, they need that attention. They need that love. And some days you go into work and you don't have any to give, Yeah, but they can't know that. No. Um, Because those kids who need it the most and act out are going to act on even more because they know that you're not going to fight back with them that day. Yeah. So you have to put on your happy face and Mm -hmm. keep going. But I think I am a strong believer in taking time for yourself. And that's Mm -hmm. a recent thing that I have developed um, because I am such a people pleaser. I want to tell everybody like, yes, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, No problem. Well, you know, one of the best things I ever learned in therapy was about how um, like CEOs will even, in their calendar week that everybody sees every single day, they'll put their workout time and it is, it is, you know, set in stone. It is not being moved. It's written out. Like, I think that's amazing. And I think that's something that we should be doing too. I agree. And I think that's like one thing that I'm looking forward to about like starting with a trainer is I have to schedule time with them. Mm -hmm. So then I have to make sure that it is scheduled out in my calendar and Mm -hmm. I can't be like, oh, well, I'll just go later or I'll just go earlier. Like I can't shift it around as easily to accommodate other people the way that I usually do. So I'm excited about that because then it means like I can – put forth more effort to reaching my goals. Right. So that's super exciting. But I strongly believe in like taking the time for yourself so that you don't burn out because just jobs in general, not teacher specific, just jobs in general, they're exhausting. Mm -hmm. But the power of finding a job that doesn't feel like a job that you don't feel like you're going to work, you're like, oh, yay, I get to go to work today. Like, that is something that you should strive to find. Right. And sometimes you have to step away from it to figure out that you do love what you did, Mm. but maybe not where you did it. Right. Or even that maybe you weren't giving yourself the best you. Yes. So then everything else around you is tiring. Yes. If you're not giving yourself the best you, like, and I can attest this, this is me 110%. Oh, yeah. Like, I should be sleeping with my CPAP machine. I still haven't gotten it. Yeah. I should be working out every day. I come home and I'm tired and I don't do it. Like, Teaching is exhausting, so that's truly valid. <laughs> it, it is. But, you know, like, 
also, I, I feel like a lot of times people are like, well, when I work out, I get more energy. I've never felt that. Yeah. So like for me, I know it's going to tire me out. Yeah. But I also think, cause I think, I feel like I've seen this happen to myself and other people. They're like, I'm going to work out. I'm going to work out. And they go all in. I tell people all the time, baby steps. Yeah. Start with, um, going on a walk. Yeah. Literally walk from your house to the stop sign and back. You worked out today. Yeah. There is a another podcast that I listened to and I forget the name of it, but it goes back to a book about habits. Okay. I got it at Target. I'll try and find the is name it the of the seven book. Habits of Highly Effective People. No. Oh, okay. Uh-uh. I forget what it is though. It's like really pretty. I bought it because it was an aesthetic looking book and then oh. I started reading it and I like it. Um but they said never judge a book by its I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I'm here for the aesthetic, so I'm not mad about it. Um, but it was – there was a guy who wanted to create the habit of going to the gym. He went to the gym for like I think a week straight or maybe like a month straight or something, and he would go in and he would not work out for more than five minutes. He would show up to the gym and he created the habit of going. Yeah. Once he found like – it was something he looked forward to or once he was used to the regimen of going to the gym. Right. Then he started like he would go in and do one exercise. Yeah. And he'd leave. Mm -hmm. And I think the people in the gym probably thought he was insane because I leave after 30 minutes and I'm like, I that was not a long enough workout, <laughs> but I feel good about what I did. Right. The time does not matter because there are days no. where I'm in there for two to three hours and I feel like crap when I leave. And that is totally normal. It happens all the time. Um. But it's creating the habit mm -hmm. in your routine. So like waking up, making your bed every morning so that you know when Ooh, you. That one's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, I still don't do that. I do it every now and again. Yeah. But like waking up, making your bed in the morning and then knowing that when you come home, mm -hmm. your bed's nice and made. Right. Like you come home to a clean surface or like when you wake up and you get out of bed, make it immediately so it's yeah. not as easy to get back in it. Oh, yeah. That's that's me. That's a hard one. Like, I will get dressed and then lay back down. I will get up, go to the bathroom, come back and lay back down. I yeah. didn't even get dressed. <laughs> I just got up because I had to pee. Well, it was, see, my sleep, my sleep is terrible. It really and truly is. And that's, we're combating that. We're getting our CPAP tomorrow. Whoop, whoop. Oh, so yeah. So now I'm not going to have an excuse because I'm going to be sleeping correctly. So, you know, between that and trying to, you know, we, I have a gym here at home. I have no excuse to not work out. So between even just going out there and like piddling around for 30 minutes, that's my goal is just to sit out there for 30 minutes. If I don't work out much, I don't work out much, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with your advice yeah. and I'm going to try. And, um, and that's where we're really trying to get with this collaboration is, just teaching people it doesn't have to be an entire life change. Little steps. Little go steps. Go such a long way. And so we're we're talking about habits and we're talking about, you know, it takes 30 days to build a habit. So our where our launch is gonna start with the first four weeks. Mm -hmm. So wow, Skylar, we talked a lot today. We did. We and talk I, a lot, we talk about a lot of things. We do. Yeah. We covered a lot of things though. We so did. I think we really we, did. I think we did a great job. But this is a long podcast for them. It is going to be a long podcast for them, but the summer series is going to be longer podcasts because I like it. I have more time during the summer. Facts, but you also could just like split this in half. Yeah, there's that too, but I, they're going to get the whole shebang tomorrow. Oh, 
And as soon as Skylar has her uh, ghost chaos up, I will let you guys know as well. Don't forget to check out all the things. My, 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 obviously my podcast, my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter, um, the, the TikTok. Oh, I do have, to, I have a TikTok too. Um, my Facebook, I'm sorry, not my Facebook, my website just got an update. Uh, we just took pictures with some of my new merch. Yes, they look so good, so fire. I'm, oh, she said fire. We're like getting hip on here. And uh, yeah, so everything's kind of taking its overhaul. We're going into the summer months. We're putting out some fun content. Um, we're going to Canada in the next couple weeks. We are. We're traveling together. Yes. So that'll Fam be stuff. fun. Well, <laughs> we'll be able to really work on some of these things that we're like super excited about. We'll have to give you guys a couple little teasers. We'll have to. But don't look for a little, uh, leave a little sparkle for the next two weeks. I know. We'll be back June 16th I love with it. our summer series. And like I said, it's going to be a longer episode. And I may split it up into two. Um, give me a couple weeks for the creative juices to keep flowing because it's it's been a long school year, guys. Today was very, the official last day. Very long. Yeah. So, all right. Check out all the things. And I will see you guys again June 16th. Bye. Bye.